it, so you about to feel pain And I gotta do work, God said I gotta do work Cause it's all for the name, savage truth Savage truth, it's the savage truth, the savage truth Welcome to the Savage Truth, and I am your host, Roy Dockery, coming to you for the last episode, the last series, the last thing that you get to binge from the Savage Truth Network in the Leadership Lab. So we've gone through 12 lessons, and we started from, from love, and we've walked our way all the way to delegation and deferring when it comes to just some of the concepts on being a good leader. I don't know if I've mentioned this in other videos, and like I know, you know, and we talked about some of my background. Um, but also in the description of all these videos, one thing that I've decided to add is I'm also going to add all the books that I've read just in the last three to four years on leadership. Because what I don't want you to think is that these are just some thoughts that popped into my head. Yes, wisdom is a gift, but this isn't just things that I've that I've come up with, right? There are things that I I was either doing and then they were codified um, by other experts, by research and by things that um, by, by other people who are practicing and who are disciplined and leading and organizational um, development, right? Like these are, you know, organizational development and leadership classes were some of the focuses of my master's degree. But at the end of the day, like I also want you to be able to have, re want you to be able to have resources that you can go pull up, that you can take a look at, um, and just some good books to read. So at the bottom of all of these videos is going to be a long list of books. I think it's at least 40 books that I've read over the years on leadership that um, that you can try to take um, take a run at yourself. There's some things in there that are just basic philosophy like Confucius and Plato. There's a wonderful book by Ken Blanchard called Lead Like Jesus. There's a lot of good information and content that you can grab onto based on your band or um, whether you're more customer focused or more sales focused. Uh, Patrick Lencioni has some great books for um, from a sales perspective like The Five Dysfunctions of a, of a Team or The Advantage, You know, other books like Make It Rain. Um, there's a lot of content out there, but I think some of the stuff that we discussed during the leadership lab is more kind of foundational, right? It's not just the things that you do. And I tell people all the time as a leader, I don't want to influence what you do. I want to influence how you think, right? So hopefully throughout the course of this, the way that you think about employees, the way you think about leadership, the way you think about responsibility or trust or honesty, and the way that those things impact how you lead a team, that I hope throughout the course of these these lessons that has started to change in your mind. It started to change in your mind the way that you look at the people that you have a responsibility for leading day in and day out. And if I've done that, then I've accomplished my goal. I've made the impact um, that I've intended and we can, we can land this plane. So the main thing that I wanna talk about in the last lesson is that when you're in a position of leadership, sometimes you have to evaluate when it's time to leave. And I'm not talking about transition or termination or anything like that. If you get offered a new job, I mean, if you're sitting in a seat, you're 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 in a you know you're in a role, and you you know you were fulfilling a purpose, but before someone offers you a job, or before a company shuts down, or before a promotion becomes available, how do we mentally process whether or not it's time for us to just step down as a leader? How do we evaluate if it's time for us to just let go? Um, or how do you evaluate if you're not being a very good leader? And then you should step down for that reason, right? Because there can be seasons, there can be different opportunities. Um, there, there can just be other things in your life that are conflicting with the level of priority and thought you need to put into leading people that maybe you don't have to invest in a group of people right now. So you need to step down from leading. So for me, there's, there's two major things that we need to look at 
when it comes to to quitting or stepping down. And this isn't all inclusive, right? And this isn't like you've you you're weighing other options. This is your in place. There's nothing else in front of you. How do you evaluate whether or not you're like past your your past your prime, or or whether you know you're starting to grow moss and no longer moving forward? So the first thing I would say is that like are you are you tired and do you feel like you've reached a level of incompetence? And when I say tired, I don't mean physically exhausted, you know, like I have fatigue, I have autoimmune diseases, right? There, there are reasons that I'm there are reasons that I'm tired. But when I say tired, I'm talking about do you feel like you're burning a candle that doesn't seem to provide any illuminance, right? That it, it's not providing any light. Like you're constantly burning the candle at both ends. Um, but you're you're still in a relative amount of darkness. Like you're working and you're working and you're pushing your team and you're you're and, and you but you don't feel like you're moving the needle. Like you're putting forth the effort. You're being busy. You're being present. You're working hours. You're working overtime. Right. Like you're you're filling you're filling up the timesheet. You're filling the clock. But you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything. So, you know, you've got the Peter Principle, which is another book um, that I read that's probably on the list of recommendations. But like the question is, have you been promoted to a level that's above your level of comfort or competence? And now you just can't close that gap or you don't care enough to close that gap. Maybe you thought more money would give you the drive to, to do the additional things that's required in this leadership role. But having more money doesn't give you more passion, doesn't give you more focus, doesn't tap more fully into your calling or how you feel you want to serve an organization, the community, how you want to live your life, right? So sometimes stepping down is like, you know what? I took additional money to take on this additional responsibility and now I'm in a place of feeling unfulfilled because either I don't want to step up to the level that's required to do this job because I don't think that my impact in that space would be effective or would be felt or would be valued or would be fruitful, or I'm just in a position now where I'm being asked to do things that I'm not good at, that I'm probably not qualified for, and that I don't honestly have, an, have a desire to learn, right? Or to add into my repertoire. It's different to have a passion to want to learn and to be challenged, but that doesn't want to mean I want to be challenged in everything. Like I love leading people. I like technology. I love service, but that doesn't mean I want to I want to become a you know a software developer and all of a sudden I want somebody to assign a project to me where I'm responsible for the development and the launch of a new product like I don't want to do that like I would rather you know it's not that I can't learn coding like I've got a background in IT it's not that I can't deal with complex technology right I used to over operate nuclear power plants but that's not what I want to do now so it's not a matter of what you can do it's what you feel called to do in this season and whether or not you want to invest what's necessary to build the level of competence, to rise to that challenge, or if that's a challenge that somebody else should be rising to and you're taking up space, which leads me to my second point. And my second point is, as a leader, one of the reasons that you need to step down, one of the reasons sometimes you have to quit or step aside is because you need to create space for the next group of leaders. And I say the next group of leaders because I don't want to to, to, to play on the semantics of saying the next generation of leaders. Because in my career, almost no one who's ever preceded me has been younger than me. All of my employees have always been older than me. So I say the next group of leaders because the next group of leaders might not be the next generation. It might be the previous generation, depending on who you're leading and who you're building up. Because 
learning from each other is cross-generational. And leadership is not, you know, just based on seniority. It's not just based on age, right? Like I, you know, even as a pastor, I lead people who are older than me. Even as an executive, I lead people who are older than me. Even as a mentor and as a coach, I lead people who are older than me. But I also lead people who are younger than me um, or in kind of the same age group. But across generations, these principles apply across generations. Like developing leaders to the full potential, uh, 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 you know, apply across generations. And sometimes we have to make sure that we're ready to create space for the next group of leaders, whether they're older than us, younger than us, or the same age as us, because people should be progressing in their career. And sometimes as the leader, we are taking up so much space because of our role, because of the organizational dependency on us, because of our expertise, that other people don't get the recognition that they deserve, that other people are not um, able to rise to the, the level of excellence that they can because people just depend on you. And one thing that's always a struggle for me is that even when you try to give away credit, even when you try to assign value to individuals based on what they contribute, because of title, people still, and you know, because of your organizational position or the hierarchy, people still try to give you that credit. Like, you know, like people, oh, Roy, your team's doing great. And I'm like, it's not me, it's them. But people are like, yeah, but you're leading them. But at some point, like, what if I'm really not leading them? What if I'm just the figurehead? What if I'm just the man behind the curtain, you know, sleep like like Richard Pryor in Oz, right? Um, In The Wiz. Like, what if it's really not me? Like, what if I'm sitting here taking compliments and, and accepting credit when I no longer need to add my input to the team, I no longer need to add my insight to the team because as a leader, I've effectively taught them how to think the same way that I would think. Um, and they've developed their own ways of thinking and executing and leading that sometimes even exceed what I would do. So they've taken what I've been able to give them and even been able to exceed. And that's why I love talking about, like, I love coaches, right? Because basketball coaches are never the best basketball players. But they help develop some of the best athletes in the world, right? Like, even if, I mean, you look at, you know, uh, Usain, you know, Usain Bolt's running coach. He can't run faster than Usain Bolt. He's the fastest man in the world. But that doesn't mean that that person can't coach you. And often, like, the goal of a coach, of a good coach, of a good leader, is that I want my people not to just become equal to me. I want them to exceed me. So sometimes, for them to exceed me, maybe I need to step down or step to the side so they can be pushed up or maybe they need to take my position, right? Maybe they need to take your position so they can be successful. So like maybe your directors need to become you as the vice president. Maybe your managers need to become you as director. Maybe your supervisors need to become you as a manager and you take on a challenge elsewhere because you've been building your people up largely, right? We work ourselves out of a job as a leader, but we say that, but then we never vacate our job. We never leave the seat that we're in and then we develop people to take on what we're doing, but then we send them, then we have to develop and send them elsewhere. So the first option should be like, are you really ready to take my job? And for me to let go of the fear of, well, maybe I won't be able to get a new job. Like, no, like if you can lead and develop people, you should be able to find another opportunity. But again, if I love the people who work for me, going back to um, episode, uh, you know, in lesson number one, if I love the people who work for me and I want the best for them, sometimes the best for them might actually be my job. They've got to be ready for it. They've got to be qualified for it, right? Like I've got to be able to confidently um, put, you know, 10 toes, 10 fingers on the line saying, I absolutely believe that they are capable of doing this job. And I would walk away today 
thinking that they can handle 95%, 90% of this responsibility without my assistance. And I was able to do that at my last company, right? And I was able to walk away and I, I wasn't concerned. I, I wasn't anxious. And, you know, and, and, and my mentee knew, like, if you need me, you can reach out to me. But he doesn't need me because I, I was developing him as a leader, right? And we work ourselves out of a job. So when we get to that point, the problem is a lot of us don't leave that job. So we build people up and we tell them that they're up next. We tell them that that they're on deck, right? They're the they're they're our successor, but then we never want to proceed so they can succeed. Like we have to leave for them to succeed us. Um and then but and that's just not a typical thing that we do. People hold on to the safety of their career. So sometimes letting go of what's safe, right? Letting go of of the position that you already have so that somebody else can take it. That's a different that's a different level of leadership. That's a different type of mindset. But if that's where we were as as organizations, think about the jobs that you would not have left if your manager who was building you up to be his replacement actually left. If the director who was building you up actually left so you could replace him, um I think you would have more loyalty, you would have more sticking power and you would have effective leaders going from or you know coming into different organizations who absolutely have the ability to be able to build something from scratch and to be able to build a team around them that will eventually replace them. Because that's where we want to be as leaders, right? Like we want to we want to we want to lead in a manner where people don't need us. They're not they're not dependent upon us, right? That we can just sit back and in, and enjoy seeing them walk fully in their calling, walk fully in their purpose and that because we've equipped them to be effective leaders. So this is the leadership lab from the Savage Truth Network. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, like I said early on, I think I stopped saying it after the first four. Like we have a Discord channel, just so everyone's clear. Like I have on a shirt that says, keep calm, God is with us. I am a pastor. It is very public, right? I have. I am a person of faith. So I do mention faith throughout this. Um, but this is for anyone. Like anybody can do the leadership lab. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've led people of different faiths. I've mentored people of different faiths currently um, and, and people who have different belief systems. Um, cause again, I love everybody. My, my faith is, it's one of the requirements of my faith as well. Um, to, 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 to love, uh, to love those around me. So, um, I hope this was helpful, right? Like there was no fee, there was no charge. There's no catch all. This is the information that I had on my heart that I wanted to share. I hope there's a benefit from it. If there's more that we can do for you, if there's more that we can connect with you on, like I said, the Savage Truth Network, we've got our Discord channel. Um, you can find other things around leadership and coaching uh, on my website uh, for, for other connections and things of that nature. But I hope this helps. I hope you listened. I hope you allow it to process. Uh, save the playlist. Go back. Run it back. You know, Listen to the podcast while you're driving. If you don't want to rewatch the videos, it will also be on the Savage Truth Podcast. And thank you for spending some time with us. It was some hours that we've gone through some things, but I hope you can see good qualities of leaders that you followed, um, of even you know influencers that you follow, that you found in this content. Like I said, there's books that you can read um, and there's, there's other things that you can connect with to help round you out as a leader um, so that you can be the kind of leader that you desire to the people who have to follow you. So God bless y'all. Thanks for spending the time with us and we'll see you soon on the Savage Truth Network. Peace out. Somebody, somebody pray for me Whether I seem like I'm well or I'm not